Hello and welcome to Dusty VCR, the podcast where we rewatch old movies from our childhood and decide whether they still hold up. I'm your host, Michael Lynch, and I'm joined by my co-host and sister, Rachel Lynch. Hey. Rachel, how are you? I'm good. Yeah? It's been a while. It's been a while. It's so good to see your face. Yeah, finally, after just a brief 14-month hiatus of the podcast. Yeah. What What were we doing? I, I can't remember what. Did, did something prompt that? Sleeping. Sleeping, yeah. That was... I'm I was so playing tired. hopscotch. I got really into hopscotch the past 14 months. Oh, yeah. You were playing ultimate hopscotch. Ultimate hopscotch. hopscotch. <laughs> That's and right. I was just kind of between our your napping, my hopscotch. We like haven't really been paying attention to That's to so what's true. been going on. So true. Anything new with you this week? Well, I just came from our father's house. Oh, father, father, father Lynch. Yeah, and he was showing me footage upon footage of cars doing wheelies. Oh, <laughs> has he told you about this? No, he's really into it. I'm guessing on YouTube. Yeah. Uh, yeah. He he loves YouTube now. He's a big YouTube guy. <laughs> yeah, and he's he's spreading the gospel of YouTube. He's telling me that he uh, went to his friend in Delaware, and he's like, "Yeah, he doesn't have cable, but I got him into YouTube. He loves that YouTube now." <laughs> you know those kids in their YouTube. <laughs> When I got there, he was watching some sort of TV channel where it was just showing like two second clips of like random stuff. Oh. He's like turned into a <laughs> little goldfish. <laughs> well, that's exciting. Yeah. You enjoyed the wheelies? Um, I enjoyed how much he enjoyed them yeah. more than I enjoyed the wheelies. I enjoyed the wheelies. They were pretty fun. Yeah. It's like pretty wild to see cars just doing wheelies for just like doing doing a what they long, love. long, long time. Yeah. And crashing sometimes. <laughs> that's what he loves the most oh, when they yeah. crash. Yeah. Yeah. That sounds right. And there's only one man who could help us reboot the podcast after our long hiatus. And that man is fan favorite, host favorite, comedian Matt Woodland. Matt, how are you? Coming at ya. <laughs> I'm sorry. I <laughs> I promised someone a shout out, so I'd say that. <laughs> hey, this is Matt Woodley. It's great to be here. Thanks so much for having me. <laughs> great to have you. How, how have you been this week? Oh, my good Lord. I thought you would never ask. This week has been particularly interesting. I had one of these stress dreams uh, last night. Oh, yeah? You want to know the subject matter of the I stress dream? I absolutely do. I had to watch infinity hours of movies because oh. I had to record a podcast at night. <laughs> okay? <laughs> they say art imitates life. Am I wrong? I don't know if dreams like are considered... You. Are dreams considered art? Yeah, they're the highest form <laughs> they of They are art. the way I do it. Yeah. <laughs> it's all just Jackson Pollock, just like... <laughs> Concepts smushing and sloshing all over a big dumb piece of paper, I guess. I don't yeah. know. He must use something more substantial. But anyways, in this dream, so I'm like, I'm just like, oh my God, there's, and there's literally like, I'm looking at the clock and there's not enough time to watch all these hours of movies I need to do. And then I show up to Michael Lynch's house, uh -huh. uh, no relation. And I ding the doorbell. I'm like infinity minutes late. Uh -huh. <laughs> Oh my God! Here's the kicker. So I waltz, I I saunter into the house, this uh -huh. very house. Well, a lookalike, and and Michael says, "What's that all over your hair?" I had forgotten to wash out the shampoo. That's how frantic I was in getting ready for this movie. So yeah, no nah, man. Yeah, I'd say I'm pretty so, freaking yeah. far from okay. Yeah. You didn't wash it, and you didn't dry it. 
Okay. <laughs> I would say one goes with the other. Do they dry? Do you, I think in the drying process, I wouldn't notice. Yeah, I guess you're yeah. right because don't you? Because usually you would find out because. Probably You'd be like, like, whoa, what's all this bubbles? <laughs> that's a good point, Rachel. You bring up, when it comes to logic, my uh, hens are coming home to roost as it pertains to my dream. Yeah. Because, yeah, I've, I've wondered probably about 50% of the time I will just saunter out of my shower being like, whoa, 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 what's it? <laughs> what am I, a lemon meringue pie? What am I, a key lime pie? They both have similar uh, viscosity, yeah. if you will. So, yeah, that's pretty much what I've been up to. Yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah I think this is the first documented case of a dusty VCR nightmare. Mm. It really was because I was so panicked because the thing about me and punctuality, I'll just pretty much just sort of defer to whomever I'm showing up to or to whatever my projection of expectations (laughs) to who I'm showing up to. So like, for instance, I showed up to my mom's house today, good 45 minutes late because (laughs) I'm there to like move plants back and forth, you know, (laughs) just like busy work. And she's got nowhere to be. (laughs) She's just going to scritch a cat and like, you know. Put like a clementine in the compost. I don't know. I don't know what mothers do. Okay, I'm gonna hit y'all happening kid. But anyways, that's neither here nor there. So, yeah. but anyways, I guess in my mind, I project that if I show up even like a few minutes tardy, like there's some amount of yeah. stress like in there that I don't feel in regular life. Like I wasn't stressed today to get here on time. Yeah. I showed up like a champ. I'd be Rachel Lynch, for instance. Yeah, I that's mean, right. no, no offense. You can cut that out if it's <laughs> a touchy subject. But, um, but I guess, yeah, there's some amount of like, wow, I re- either I really need to impress Michael Lynch by showing up punctually or I'm afraid of the repercussions. Yeah, you and are. Well, I am. I am a strict taskmaster when I it comes you to would be. Yeah, punctuality. Yeah, yeah. But you, yeah, you are the probably our most punctual Dusty VCR guest. Thank you. And the biggest move was that time you drove from New York and that's got right. here exactly and on I time. Pulled that off. That was yeah. Yeah, that was that's very some, impressive. That's some wizardry. Yeah. So you've you've said Warsh and Scritch. The movie we're going to talk about today involves uh, like moving to a new place. Have you growing up? Did you move around a lot, or did you always live in the same place? Okay, so growing up, I always lived in the same place. At one point in my teenage years, I am a I got a bit of a checkered past, a product of divorce. Hmm. So uh, yeah, I wouldn't live geographically in different places, mm-hmm. but I lived infinity different places because mm-hmm. my mom lived like in the living room of the place she was doing daycare at mm-hmm. one point. She lived in a mobile home at one point, mm-hmm. which is less vacation and more incredibly depressing when uh-huh. it's like you don't get to leave the mobile home. Yeah, which I found out. But that was yeah. all Western Mass. All what? Yeah, all Western Mass. And then yeah. when I moved out of the house, I pretty much lived in any town around here. Yeah. N- name a town. I lived there. Hatfield. Yeah. Leverett. Well, Montague. <laughs> close enough. Yeah. Same difference. Pretty much any Wendell. Yeah, I got you covered. Did you ever have to to change schools and stuff? No, I did not. That's another aspect of my checkered past. Is I'm. Technically, I was homeschooled, and then oh, oh, this has never come up before. Go that. ahead; uh, it's, a, it's a deep, dark secret. I, it's, yeah. I always save that for the third yeah. episode. <laughs> and for and that I consider Dusty VCR only having three episodes. Shots yeah. fired! <laughs> Shots fired! I'm looking at you, Panita. I'm looking at you, Trisha. Shots have been fired. Three episodes. Yeah. That excludes the episodes they're on. In case you're doing math. Yeah. Out. So, anyways, yeah. So I was homeschooled, but then I went to this place at the time. It was called Pathfinder Learning Center in mm. Amherst. Yeah. So, for all intents and purposes, I did go to a place and took optional classes or whatever. Uh-huh. But, anyways, that suffice to say, I pretty much just was there wherever yeah. they were. I stayed a few extra too many years. Like I uh-huh. kept showing up to this social <laughs> studies class. Like, instead of listening to, like, Morning Edition yeah. from NPR, I was just like, let me just pop into social studies. Like, 
Ken will debrief me real quick <laughs> on the happening on mostly like lockbox talk. That's that's what I my takeaway. Yeah, Al Gore's locking that box a lot. <laughs> Did you feel like a homeschool kid? So a couple people. This is something that happens to me, and I feel the fury of a thousand suns, and also the insecurity of a, a smaller, a small moon, I guess. Uh-huh. Of when somebody says when they find out I'm homeschooled, and then they have this reaction of like, "Oh, it all <laughs> becomes crystal clear now. It makes perfect sense." No, I had the opposite reaction, where like the homeschooling seems like a big surprise for me. Right. Well, because I guess you know the prejudice against homeschool is just like, oh, religion. Family, you know, doesn't yeah. want them mingling with people of lower stock. I don't know what uh-huh. the, I don't know what the the motivation between some home, but I think like for me it was like a very like my parents had like a very idealist phase for like one and a half years, and uh-huh. then they just sold out and whatever, just gave. <laughs> but up. But you stuck with with homeschool. I stuck with homeschool, and I think out of fear because I was homeschooled for so long. I was like, like I've seen the movies. I don't want somebody to throw milk at me. <laughs> I've seen I've seen what happens. <laughs> i've seen i've seen what aj slater did to mr morris or screech i guess i guess zach had a pretty good yeah i don't know ever since moving to western mass i meet a lot of people who are homeschooled my girlfriend was mm-hmm. homeschooled Ooh. and one of my my good friends david here is homeschooled okay. and one time we were all out to lunch and it was like one of allegra's friends too and we realized that every like i was the only one at the table that wasn't homeschooled and wasn't a home birth Oh, wow. Out of four people. Wow. <laughs> I was like, How did, how'd that happen? <laughs> you're supposed... Yeah, I mean, you're supposed <laughs> like, to be the regular... Of? Yeah, you're <laughs> yeah. supposed to be, like, the, the regular guy. There. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's annoying when you're outnumbered by the exceptions to the rule. Right. It's really annoying. <laughs> yeah, so we should explain. We're down one. We, we're Xenoless right. from, from here on out. Or maybe Xena will make occasional appearances. Mm-hmm. Always in our hearts. R.I.P. Xena. <laughs> And even if it's ever been on the podcast and is not on the podcast anymore. <laughs> R.I.P. That's right. Yeah. yeah. All right. Today we are discussing the 1987 movie Overboard starring Kurt Russell and Goldie Hawn. And in a Dusty VCR first, we are also discussing the 2018 reboot of Overboard with Anna Faris and Eugenio Derbez. So, Rachel, what did you... You hadn't seen the reboot, obviously. No. So what did you remember about the original? I remembered quite a lot because I watched this movie maybe four years ago oh, okay so mm. i remembered a lot of it yeah <laughs> too many things for me to just <laughs> do you remember anything right from now. childhood like do you remember yeah. impressions of it as a kid i don't know if i necessarily remembered the soundtrack but boy do i love it oh <laughs> that that didn't hit me at all <laughs> it's just like i can't i can't sing it but it's like it's very bouncy yeah that's true so Matt, what made you choose Overboard? Overboard for me was one of the three movies that were in constant rotation as a kid. All the VHSs that we had were pretty much my father dubbed them from the library. Oh. And, and I it was a situation where I had no idea how poor we were until uh-huh. like in hindsight. I'm like, wait yeah. a minute. Other people have all the pictures. But we had <laughs> the exception to this rule was three movies yeah. that we actually had the whole case. Like he must have got wow. some yeah, blockbuster bargain bin. <laughs> Fell off a the truck. Win. That's it. <laughs> and those movies were Phenomenon, oh. Risky Business, oh, yeah. and the aforementioned Overboard. Oh, okay. So this one was seriously seared in my head as a kid. Yeah. Yeah. Were there memories that you associated with this movie? Yeah, there's a lot of things. Because specifically with Goldie Hawn, mm. I had a neighbor 
Jeff Roski. I don't know if you're supposed to. I don't know. Who's, yeah, right. I, it's a moot point. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hashtag of... Jeff Roski. <laughs> Roski. I, I do remember from a previous episode, you, you had a crush on uh, Jeff Roski's sister. Ooh la la. Is that true? <laughs> I think so. You, that you ma- oh, yeah, told us about your sense. fantasy with yeah. the Star Wars cruiser. You wanted to yeah. impress Jamie, Ro- Jamie oh, Roski? Like, that, that sounds right? about right, yeah. Ja- Jamie or Jenny at some point. Okay. Jamie was the older one, but then uh, she went away someplace. So yeah. then Jenny, Jen, new, Jenny on the block came, yeah. came to okay, town. Okay, so, so, so Jeff Roski. Jeff Roski and his mother, from my memory, or at least at the time, I always thought she looked sort of like Goldie Hawn. Oh. Mm. So I would always try to shoehorn in. You know how like boys will be boys and yeah. be like, who, who's the top three hotties at the cafeteria? I mean, I don't know. I never, but you know. <laughs> I've heard of cafeterias. Yeah. But we'd be like F Mary Keela. And I'd always like try to like shoehorn like, what about your mom? <laughs> and I would like play it off like I'm being funny. But also for some reason when you're a little boy, you just need to tell somebody yeah. who you think is hot. Right. Even if it's their, <laughs> their mom, mom. Yeah. their actual mom. So she like was always incorporated in my little fantasy <laughs> games or whatever. <laughs> I remember Jeff, he would always, I also recognize in hindsight that he had a checkered upbringing, foster kid, Uh because he would always play these games of like, okay, we're the X-Men, but Magneto has Storm, and she's wearing a a lacy leotard, and this, I haven't even learned about the birds and the bees, let alone like the pterodactyls and the, I don't know, bug. (laughs) You know, so I just, in hindsight, like a lot of stuff is becoming clear, but I really remember just being so into Goldie Hawn and Mm. trying to let Jeff know that his mom was hot because she she was, she didn't look like Goldie Hawn, but she was the only person that kind of looked like Goldie Hawn. Yeah. Actually, now that I think about it though, well, it's his foster mom. So it wouldn't be that weird for him to like agree that. No, I guess it oh, still is pretty weird. I don't know the foster rules. <laughs> I don't know. It's not well. It's it's definitely less weird than if it's your blood relation. <laughs> yeah, it's it's certainly better than that. But I, I I had a friend growing up, Mikey, and I, I feel like one time we were probably like in fifth grade or something, and I it's a similar thing. I was like, who do you think is like the prettiest woman in the world? And he was like, well, every man thinks that the most beautiful woman in the world is their mother. And I was like, what? <laughs> Mikey said that. Yeah. <laughs> and I, like, I don't know. It might be like a cultural thing because he was Italian. And I think that is like a little bit more like Italian yeah. culture to be like, oh, my mom's beautiful. That's my Italian accent, by the way. <laughs> Mamma mia, I love thee. I feel like that's like very not a Jewish thing. No. Well, yeah, yeah I was just, I've been rewatching Friends since we watched the Friends reunion. Oh, yeah. And there's the episode where Ross kisses Chandler's mom. Oh, right. (gasps) 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 Mamma mia. (laughs) Mikey, get out of here. We're recording a podcast. Okay, Mikey. (laughs) (laughs) Mikey always exits saying his own name. (laughs) So... So so Joey's talking to Ross yeah. about this whole thing and Joey starts saying something about like you don't think that my mom is sexy? Oh right, right. And yeah, in he her does, day, yeah. Yeah, she was a handsome woman. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, maybe that's why I don't know if that's that pro- why you're making the Yeah, I don't know if that connection. proves that there is that is an Italian cultural thing or that's just why I think it's it's an Italian cultural thing because yeah. everything I've learned about Italian culture is from Joey Tribbiani. Uh-huh. <laughs> 
Um, I was actually really anxious to watch this movie. Like I was worried that it wasn't going to work because I was worried that it was going to be very rapey. Well, and it is. <laughs> well, we can discuss that. <laughs> but oh, like right. in, in my mind, <laughs> in my mind, I was actually like very well, not to tip it off, but I, I oh. was in my memory. Oh. It was more oh. like oh. he oh. was constantly trying to trick her into having sex with him. Oh. And so I was like, oh, like that's and yeah, and like that was because that was a thing in the 80s, like in Revenge of the Nerds. It's a like a funny thing that one of the nerds like tricks one of the jocks girlfriends by like stealing his Halloween costume and having sex with his girlfriend. Oh, and that's like a funny thing in the movie. Ooh. And I was like, oh, it's going to be like that. Don't know. Like, yeah. So I was very worried. And well, we can yeah. we can talk about the results. So did it hold up four years later? Do you, do you think it held up to your... Your expectations from 2017? I'm going to say yes. Yeah. Were there anything you particularly liked that you'd forgotten um, about? The soundtrack. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta get that back on the, the top 40 chart. <laughs> or just we, we like do reboot the soundtrack as just us performing the. Yeah, that sounds good. And Matt, what about you? How did how did you feel like this held up? Yeah, I definitely related to going into it like, ooh. Yeah. It's like, I was trying to think, like, was I aware of this dynamic when I was a kid? Because I truly, this is one I haven't seen since I was an yeah. actual young boy. I was pleased that it did ultimately hold up yeah. for me. Yeah. And it's a weird, and it was a weird experience watching it, just noticing me, because it's like suspension of disbelief, but you have to suspend morals you have to suspend like social progress you have to suspend so much right but it's amazing what 80s charm will just like like, triumph over anything you hold you you care about yeah and i guess also just the charm of kurt russell and goldie hawn yeah that does a lot that did a a lot within the first minute i saw the screenwriter was a woman and i was like oh and i was like okay like i feel like that buys us something right. like that that gets uh-huh. us on like kind of safe ground um well how are we gonna do this because how... somebody introduced some wacky element somebody <laughs> that, did that. that disrupts the structure of the show <laughs> but no i i think it, it does <laughs> no i think like so what did you think of the reboot let's let's talk about that too i have some something to to say it's oh, gonna it, make people it upset it might not be time. Did, um, did you not watch the reboot? I, I couldn't get through oh, it. Oh, did you try to watch the reboot? I tried to, oh, twice. Oh, I tried so hard. God. It was so uncomfortable. I couldn't, yeah, I couldn't do bad. it. I, I got halfway through. Yeah. I got to the part where he's doing the construction work and yeah. he, he falls into the thing. And, yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. I hate it so much. Yeah. I had to turn it off. And so what I did was I did go on YouTube and I watched like the highlight mm. clips of everything after that. Yeah. So you tricked us into watching the reboot oh and then you... I thought it would be slightly was... more fun. It was like upsetting to me to watch it. Yeah. A total bait and switch. I yeah. Matt, what did you think of the, the reboot? audacity. It was lousy. Yeah. I mean, the reason I was slightly excited because Anna Ferris. hello. Yeah, I like yeah. her a lot. It's one of the situations, even when she's in bad movies, yeah. I enjoy her. But yeah. not even the Ferris charm could uh, right. do anything. I was actually kind of glad to watch the new one because I feel like it really highlights how... It does. How many good things they did in the original. Very true. And like, 
you you overlook like you're saying that it's got this 80s charm you're willing to overlook a lot of the morality of it because kurt russell is so charming and like Mm -hmm. you don't really think about that or at least i didn't when i was watching the movie until i watched the second one the reboot and i was like oh my gosh this guy is just so charmless like i hate everything that's happening here the the thing i thought was funny about the reboot was that you could tell they were so skittish about doing anything immoral that like mm-hmm. in the original he's like i got an idea and they're like don't do it don't don't you do it and in this one she's like hmm i can't do that and her friend is like no do it you should yeah. do it it's like a f- <laughs> five minute speech of like no you should definitely do it and it's like right i guess if you say so and like in the original one there's like a lot more moral gray zones because she was married in the new one yeah. he's single and it's like very clear he wants to have sex with everybody so there's absolutely no risk yeah it's interesting yeah so they were trying to do like a progressive take on the movie except it felt very regressed to me right like mm-hmm. it it ended up making it feel like oh oh like it was it there was something about it that was like oh, made me throw up everywhere (laughs) right but that was the thing that was funny too yeah like they're trying to be progressive but like you see the choices they don't make like the fact that anna faris's house isn't that messy and like her children are really well behaved and so it was like oh we can't imagine a woman having a a messy house we can't imagine like female children being like Uh very poorly behaved Uh In the original, like, Kurt Russell's, like, very sexual. And in this one, she's like, no sex for me, thanks. I would never do that. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Like, what you were mentioning about when they're having this whole conversation about, like, oh, you should do it. You should do it. Yeah. And they bring up all this stuff. They're like, it's probably illegal. I could go to jail. Right. And, like, Mm -hmm. like, just... Don't bring that up because then it's just making me think about how illegal it is and how you should go to jail. (laughs) Right. Right. Yeah, to pull off this concept of a movie, which is inherently completely problematic. Right. right? You're not. But if you're going to go for that, you really you can't sort of like put your toe in and pull back, cover all your bases. (laughs) A lot of just, yeah, a little preamble before every single scene just to make sure, listen, we're aware of that this is the time. (laughs) We know it's a different time. We know we're trying to make it now. (laughs) We're the 80s charm, but we're going to have it charmless because it's, it's, yeah, it it was, it was annoying at every turn. And there was something that I noticed, and this is the first time I've watched like the original and a remake back to back, but whenever they would, they would just verbatim copies of the lines. Yeah. It totally tore down any fourth wall. Right. Like, yeah. It was like they might as well just delivered it like right into my eyeballs. Right. Gave a nice sultry <laughs> wink. I was like, we get it. I know. And it's also, it's like, like, I don't know. There was just a little thing where like Anna Ferris instead of saying like, for what it's worth, like Kurt Russell just said, thank you. And there's something, mm-hmm. I don't know. There's something so powerful about just saying thank you as yeah. opposed to apologizing. Right. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know. That hit me so hard. But oh, then, I didn't notice that. Yeah, and then when she said, I'm sorry. And thank you. It was just like, uh, I don't know. Yeah. Just making a bold choice and just yeah. saying that and yeah. not trying to pussyfoot around. Yeah. So let's go back to 1987. Please. So opening of the movie, I was so excited. I like, yeah, just seeing Goldie Hawn. Like, I think it's the first scene she comes in in like that captain's outfit. Yeah. That's like so ridiculous. <laughs> there are so many great outfits in yeah. this movie. So and she fun. just seems like she's having the time of her life being like a, a rich, awful woman. Yeah. Like she has this line in the beginning when like her butler shows up with caviar and she's mm-hmm. like, I almost had to wait. Ah, oh, so smart. Yeah. <laughs> I love that line. <laughs> 
<laughs> and yeah, she like just right off the bat, it's so charming watching her be so awful. Yes. And like seeing her play opposite Kurt Russell, like yeah. they have this great chemistry right off the bat. And just like seeing like the weird little like there's one part where he's like just sleeping and eating like little finger foods off his belly. <laughs> And then with a bandana over his eyes. <laughs> but it was just like, how did they come up with him to do that? <laughs> but that was a lot of fun. Yeah, I'd forgotten. Like, she's pretty intense in, like, throwing him off the boat, throwing all his tools oh, off yeah. the boat. It's so mean. Yeah. 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 I will say this. I know nothing about cabinets or rich lifestyles or a boats if you will mm. but it, i honestly did like when she said it should be cedar i was like that does make a lot of sense because <laughs> oak does seem really lowbrow mm. oak yeah it's just like, i mean you you kind of look like an oaf just con- right. just like conjuring the word right so i did give her the c i was like that's a good point but yeah you are there's ways of communicating that are right. a little, little more effective but. right yeah so i i did get worried about the sexual predator thing yeah when they're in the bowling alley and he's like oh yeah i'm gonna get her back i'm gonna i'm gonna really make her pay i'm like oh no oh boy <laughs> yeah then it ended up my read on his being sexual with her was like more about like teasing her and not right. really a I think if she was like, oh, okay, I guess we're supposed to have sex, he'd be like, no, 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 no. Because uh, he makes her like sleep on the couch. and Right. Mm-hmm. Like a gentleman. <laughs> like yeah. A gentleman. Yeah. So I actually, like one thing I actually didn't like that much about the original was I felt like the kids were maybe like one or two notches too overactive and poorly behaved. Uh-huh. And I was curious, Matt, what was discipline like in your house? Seeing the kids, they were kind of like, parents were very hands off. Like, did you have a lot of discipline growing up? Seemingly not, because I would hang out with this kid, Jeff Roski and play X-Men rape fantasies, I guess. So, no, not too much discipline in my household. It was a, it was a pretty small household, though. It was just my yeah. brother, I, um, yeah. my brother and me, me and, me and my brother and yeah. I, and my father and uh, this guy, my mother. Yeah. And so, until I was product of divorce. But it was a pretty small household, although yeah. it, there was some chaos because my mom ran a daycare yeah. out of the household. Mm. So, there was... I, do have like a knee-jerk reaction to like when i hear kids like zipping around screaming Mm. or whatever i recognize that they're lovable but not from Mm. me necessarily did you feel the need to rebel or was it was it like there wasn't enough boundaries that you had to actually rebel yeah because the idea of rebelling was i think it took on a different kind of thing because it's like because i I had such like a progressive upbringing and stuff like that i went to like a really ultra liberal school so like my idea of like rebelling was to like like <laughs> to watch be, Fox News. <laughs> yeah, like even like watching like Bill Maher or something. <laughs> like it wasn't even like going the other way. Yeah. It was just like some kind of like centrist right. <laughs> Democrat. Right. Which, you know, then eventually I just sort of leveled out to my own thing. But it yeah. was very yeah, it was a very lame version of mm. rebellion. <laughs> <laughs> well for, for us like our parents were very it's not that there, there wasn't discipline but they trusted us a lot and mm-hmm. so there wasn't it definitely wasn't strict mm-hmm. like there was always just like yeah we trust you like we're not going to watch you too closely because we assume that you're going to do the right thing right and i think it worked for both of us more or less neither of us really got into trouble we were just kind of like yeah no reason to do that yeah i think i was slightly more rebellious yeah. than you were But one thing was that both of us independently, we never talked about Uh. doing this, but we both did the same thing when we started drinking, Yeah, which was we told them. Yeah. Was it a conference call for you too? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, So we we both held conference calls (laughs) 
with our parents <laughs> on the agenda today is alcohol i'm gonna drink it <laughs> so you told them beforehand right yeah, yeah. i told them afterhand mm. yeah and i also told them i was smoking weed yeah but i remember the first time i like outright lied <gasps> to mom at least was yeah. i think i was in middle school and i um i was supposed to go I hope to she doesn't listen I was supposed to go to dad's apartment. Yeah. And so we're also products of divorce. No. Yeah. We just found out. Yeah. If you you ever need to talk about it on my podcast, Products of Divorce. That's right. With my co-host Zena. Oh, sorry. Shots fired. Oh, no. That's where Zena went. So the first lie... Yeah, so then I I go to dad's apartment after school, and he wasn't there. And so I was just supposed to do my homework, Mm -hmm. which, you know how I hate that. (laughs) So You don't like doing homework? I did not. I was not a good homeworker. Not like like Mikey boy here. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And so I... uh, Always works remote. (laughs) I, I was supposed to do homework, but... Instead, I called my friend Lydia Jean using a phone card. Yeah, because she was in Washington D.C. Right, and we just we just were talking, and then I think Mom tried to call, Uh but I was on the phone, Uh and she was so disappointed in me (sighs) that I had lied to her that I wasn't doing my homework, and I had already called Lydia Jean when I was supposed to do my homework uh, first. Yeah. She was like, what? Like she was so, Aww. she was so sad. Yeah. And it was very upsetting. But yeah. that was just the start of my lies. So yeah. I don't know. Mm-hmm. It didn't, didn't hit me too bad, I guess. I don't know if I did. I mean, I definitely like had like lies of omission. So my friend Max would have parties on, like his parents owned a yacht. Oh shit! Oh, I didn't know minute. about this. Oh. So, but I mean, like, it wasn't like we'd go out sailing, but we'd just like well, sneak yeah, into the marina so. and drink on his oh, parents' yacht. Oh my god! Um, oh, oh, you just played, like in the movie, <laughs> you played overboard. <laughs> you played overboard. You push somebody <laughs> off until they're so drunk they can't remember. <laughs> but I, I don't know if I lied about it. Like, I feel like. I feel like maybe I I would be like, oh, yeah, I'm going to Max's to play basketball. I don't know, though, because I feel like that was my friend's lie. And I can't remember if I'm just like in my memory thinking that I lied. Because I feel like maybe I just was like, oh, yeah, we're going to Max's boat. Because they already knew I was drinking. Like, I don't know what I would have to lie about. Well, they probably wouldn't like that you were drinking without supervision or something. I don't know. I don't know. Well, so... Mom, call in. Tell us. (laughs) So... I felt very lucky when I was in high school that I had my friend, my good friend, John Kane, mm. whose parents really just wanted to be our buddies mm. and they would drink with us. Oh. And so we would just drink in his basement yeah. and be loud and <laughs> like whatever. It was totally fine. Oh. And the rest of the bozos at my high school were drinking on the golf course right Mm. yeah you know yeah and i'm so glad that we have a safe place to be right but i always think about that like if i become a parent and then i have like a teenage kid 
yeah, I don't really want to be the parent taking the risk of like having kids drinking in my house. Right. But I would love if they had a John Cain type place to go. Right. You know? Yeah. You have to make sure they have the right John Cain because we had a John Cain type. Yeah. But it was only, again, it was some of this hindsight. Like he was technically an adult, (laughs) but he was just, he was just an unrelated creepy uncle for all <laughs> intents and purposes because like thinking because he was like yeah this guy's so cool if you're a kid and you think an adult is really cool oh, yeah. that means he's a really uncool adult i believe <laughs> yeah. he was like yeah you want to try some <laughs> some my arthritis pills kids <laughs> oh my god he would have he'd always have a guitar at the ready <laughs> I remember, I this is, I don't, I mean, statutes of limitations, but somebody was sitting on somebody's lap at one uh, point. Yeah, no good. No good, my friend. On the adult's no lap. I don't know. I don't, not, neither here nor there. I've already said too much. <laughs> one concern I have, though, I think as a parent, unless I write them all down, like yeah. some, my rules for my kids, yeah. I can't imagine keeping them all straight because I, <laughs> I feel like some of them will, there won't be like emotion behind them. It'll just right. be, these are arbitrary rules because yeah. you can't let kids run amok. Right. But yeah. then if I, ha- if I had a Michael Lynch uh-huh. kind of a kid, which I kind of feel like you're something of a surrogate yeah. kid. Yeah. Is that I don't know how sur- what surrogate means, but I think Michael Lynch, like if he was just like matter of fact, like yo, mom, I'm gonna go on a yacht and drink. I'm gonna go float and drink. I'd be like, well, he's saying it with confidence. It must be a okay with me, you know. So I, I'd be really concerned. I really yeah. want to have like a bashful kid that yeah. is, doesn't have self assurance, just so I can dominate them. I guess at, like a good parent. Yeah, I think that's like parenting one on one. You have to make yeah. sure you have the upper hand. I think so. Yeah. Yeah. The upper hand. So going back to Overboard, one of the, the gags I really liked mm. to get clothes for her, they just went to Goodwill and like grabbed random stuff. So she's like <laughs> putting on the clothes and it's like for, for somebody who's like 300 pounds and he's like, I, I always found it funny. Like he, she would catch him in something that makes absolutely no sense. And he'd have to come with some like really bizarre justification. Yeah. He's like, you lost a lot of weight, honey. And she's like, I did. And then he's like, but was I taller? He's like, well, you walked with a hunch. <laughs> I love that when they're walking together, hunched over. (laughs) Yeah. That's one of the other ones where it's like, it's so carried by Kurt Russell's charm and their Mm -hmm. chemistry. Because like, there's the same thing in the new one where she's like, you were a tour guide, remember? And it's just like, nope. No. Flat. It just failed. Yeah, they failed so bad. Yeah. I love when she like starts bonding with the kid, but when she's like with little Joe and he makes her a macaroni necklace, um, it was, I think it's like a little bit implausible because she's like a completely different person. Like five minutes later, but but at the same time, totally plausible. (laughs) Yeah. And that was a thing that of course I watched with Allegra and like that really bothered Allegra that it's like the message of the movie is that she's like this very unlikable woman. She's like very unrelatable. And then Kurt Russell has to break her like an animal and make her rub his feet. And then she becomes pleasant and relatable and like a character we like. Yeah. Yeah. The rules of the eighties and the rules (laughs) of rom-coms is just like, it, it really doesn't because I, I think when you're like when I was younger, like sort of modeling your life, like, yeah, this is the idea yeah. of romance. You're going to be ruined. It's right. going to destroy you. And you have, right. to, you have to divorce the ideas of like romance and like what right. they, it is hard to like try to explain this thing of like, that's just like inherent within us right. to like, yeah, it was just, it was the 80s because that's really what it comes <laughs> down to. It's like, it's, that says everything you need to know. It's like, yeah. it's not exactly real life, but it fits within <laughs> our agreed upon like alternate reality right. that is certain 90s and certain 80s movies. Right, right. 
And when it finally did come to them having a physical connection, like he tells her this story of the sailor and like with the, the three long honks from the boat, I was like, oh, I was like worried the whole movie. I'm like, I'm really not going to if like I know they're eventually going to like have sex and I'm, it's going to be creepy. But then when they actually do kiss on the dock, I was like, oh, that's nice. Like, I feel like successfully converted me to not feel guilty about it. What about you guys? Yeah, I feel the same way. Yeah. Um, I watched that clip on YouTube for the new movie <laughs> and it really upset me. Yeah, it was really bad. It was so bad. Yeah. And it was weird also that they made still the woman be the one that right. not know about like sea stuff. Right. Yeah. Yeah. He knows nothing except he that's like the one anything. the one story he knows. Yeah. 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 Like still still even in 2018, yeah. surely a woman couldn't come up with that. <laughs> nautical anecdote <laughs> Paul please <laughs> it's not like it's 2021 yet so what did you think of them finally hooking up it was a short period where I was just like oh my god this is so mean and I'm sad yeah that, in, in reality that was a very short-lived period and then I, yeah. I really I really went with them you know I was yeah. confused at first. I wasn't like am I gonna pull out of this this sadness this infinite sadness and I did and then it really like I went through all the beats like I was just, just like <laughs> Just like a rube on the midway. Everything they wanted me to do worked perfectly. I was just along. I was completely along for the ride. Everything worked. <laughs> Spoiler alert. But yeah, it. sort of coming back to like whether it's okay to to like think your mom is sexy. Do you remember like after she wakes up? <laughs> Yo. After that she wakes was... up, like the kids walk in and they're like, "Right, the, yeah." The, the oldest son is like, "She's got no tits, but her ass is okay." And she's like, "What did he say?" I mean, like, wouldn't she be like, "Whoa, what did my son just say about me?" Right, right. Yeah, but he was a little perv. Yeah. And what did you think of the whole golf course thing? So she helps him invent a golf course. Cute, too cute. cute. Yeah, it was splendid. Then when he, yeah, then when he pulled her up there, yeah, for coming up, <laughs> the idea, her imagination was to think of the seven wonders, <laughs> <laughs> the beginning and the end, and like you know, divorced from in the middle of that mode of watching the movie. Yeah, it's kind of trite and and dumb, but it right. was perfect. It just it yeah. just worked perfectly. Everything every decision they made yeah that was another thing where like i didn't fully appreciate it until watching the reboot the equivalent was just he gave her time to study for her nursing exam there's like he's not this was nice because she's actively involved and like she's right. helping him with something and like he's right. she's like a compliment to something he couldn't do himself yeah mm-hmm. and this is just like yeah like, i'll leave you alone so you can study yeah yeah also how cute are those mini golf guys the, the sculptures. The sculptures themselves. Oh, yeah, yeah, so yeah, cute. They were fun. Yeah, that was fun. They were cute. Yeah, there's uh, there, what were they? Let's name them. There was Mount Rushmore. There yeah, you go. the Mount there's Rushmore the, is so cute. Pyramids. They've got like they're like wearing sunglasses, uh, and making yeah. funny faces. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Remember the little boy put his whole arm he into the lake and. <laughs> <laughs> You put that arm in there. That's it. We're going. Yeah. But I guess they didn't. They didn't actually leave. They just were leaving. They're just leaving the him and his arm out of. Uh, right. like, yeah. Yeah. Because then they were still there. Right. Yeah. That was something. Yeah. I was trying to figure that out. I was like, okay. So he's like, all right, come on, we're leaving. But then they were still there. Yeah. Just not at Mount Rushmore. <laughs> See, no, that's a part that I didn't analyze too closely. <laughs> It occurred to Where me. are they going after after this scene ends? Wait a minute. Plot hole. They're still there. You said you're leaving, but you're there. What the hell? Come on, Leslie. 
Yeah, and then in the end, when when Grant, her husband, comes back and picks her up from Kurt Russell's house, and it all comes back to her, and she realizes that, like, I almost cried. Like, I I felt like it was so sad when she has that realization where she's like, why did you do this to me? Yeah. Yeah. What did you guys think of that scene? Heartbreaking. Yeah. So hard. It's just, yeah, and it's so, it's such a wild idea to, like, be in that, because it's like, you are in love with this person yeah. sincerely. Yeah. And then now you have all this other information. Right. But it's like how feelings and love work. It doesn't change with new, like, <laughs> yeah, you know, specific information like that. Yeah. So it's just like, yeah, to try to like, I don't know. I was trying to like wrap my head around like, what would that be like? How yeah. would I, how would I react to that situation? Yeah. It's like too much life stuff at once. Yeah. I couldn't figure it out. And then there's the double whammy of like, that's sad. And then when she gets in the car and then the kids are chasing her and saying oh like, God, you said moms yeah. don't go away. What Aww. are you doing? Yeah. And she's like, I don't belong with them. Oh. Oh, gosh. Yeah. When Awful. she does though, I was like, yeah, but Goldie, you do. <laughs> you actually do. One thing I will give in the remake, the little girl bicycle thing. That, that yeah. That actually worked Yeah, that me. got me too. That actually got me. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, ah. Yeah. What was that? So the oh, that's right. I didn't, I didn't see that part. <laughs> well, the big magical elephant comes by. His name is Dumbo. He flies with his ears. The, the, Soylent Green's people. Leo teaches the youngest daughter how to ride a bike, and then when when he has the equivalent scene where he's taken away, she bikes after him, and she's like trying to catch him in the limo and on her bike, oh. and you're just like, oh no, you can't catch him in the limo. We haven't talked about her mother at all. Her mother is like a really funny character. Goldie oh, Hawn's yeah, mother. Oh, yeah, yeah. I love when oh, she's doing yeah. the thing. I don't even whatever. know what, it, what that is. She just keeps she's... like whacking her chin with something. The, yeah, the viewers at it's... home can't see what you're doing, but, but Rachel sounds... is. But listen. <laughs> Wait, listen. Rachel has her bare butt out. <laughs> yeah, so that sound, that unmistakable sound. Yeah, that's like. Everybody... You all know. You all know. Yeah, Jeff Roski made me play that game. <laughs> <laughs> Never again. <laughs> Fool me once, Jeffy. Yeah. yeah. In the end, she's on she's on the yacht, and she's got a little eye mask, and her dog is sleeping next to her with her, a little doggy eye mask. Oh yeah, and she's like wearing like a one of those puffy dresses, even while she's sleeping. I think yeah, it's like a kind of fancy nightgown. Yeah, I think it was. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. So then we we come to this like odd therapist character who's like. <laughs> Yeah, we, it's not explained like why he is the way that he is. He's like complain. He's on the boat with them. He was complaining that he had to get up before nine a.m. He has this line that I love where she like she gets up and starts serving food, and he's like, "What? What made you rise up and and get that tray?" And she's like, "I thought you might be hungry." He's like, "Oh, that's excellent. That's excellent." I'm like, what? What's excellent about that? And he's like, "Well, I was hungry." Yeah, I love that. <laughs> it's just it's like completely self-serving. <laughs> Oh. Yeah, wait, so all these these funny characters. Yeah, so he's also, he's got like this performance streak that he's yeah. like, oh yeah, she remembered this song that I played. Yeah. <laughs> he starts playing the song. Yeah. But there's also that other guy, uh, the the fisherman who we didn't talk about at the beginning. Oh, polka, polka. Polka, polka. Mm. <laughs> yeah, and he does his like, he starts singing at the oh, end of yeah, his yeah, thing. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so many great side characters. Yeah. Wow. Wait, also, so then Andrew, the butler right, guy, the butler, yeah. exactly. he's like, 
Gary Marshall likes to have these like wise helper side character yeah. guys in the mm-hmm. movie. And that the guy who's the Foca Foca guy, he's the guy who is the wise helper guy in Pretty Woman. Oh, right, Ooh. right. Okay. <laughs> and do you remember I there's a story about that guy. Well, this isn't much of a story, but I remember we were watching I think it was The Princess Diaries, and I think he's also a wise helper yes. in that. And I was watching with you and mom, and you guys loved him in that movie. And mom is like, he's always helping women be who they want to be. Because <laughs> 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 he has like kind wow. of the same role in Pretty Woman and yeah. in Princess Diaries. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And, and that's Hector An- Elizondo. That's Andrew's role too, the butler. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And yeah, and then we we end with them swimming to each other and kissing, and then we realize that she's the rich one, which I guess we should have known the whole time based on how rich her mother is. But sure, true, true, true. Yeah, true. yeah. Is there anything we missed? Oh, when Grant goes to see if it's Goldie Hawn. Yeah. <laughs> um, they're like looking at her in the window. Yeah. And they're like, oh, yeah, she can't see us. Like, why do they have one-way mirrors <laughs> in this hospital room? In a really tiny town, too. Yeah. But what that reminded me of, and I don't know if you remember oh, this. I think do I you do. know what it is? The Ripley's Believe It or Not. Yeah. yeah. Ripley's Believe It or Not. Matt, do you know Ripley's Believe It or Not? I I do, but not not clearly not enough to understand what you're talking about Yeah, that's right the now. only thing I remember about Ripley's Believe It or Not. <laughs> Same. Well, I remember it being a lot of fun, but... Okay, so there's Ripley's Believe It or Not, like, there was the show, right? And then the books. And then they had, like, museums. Yeah. And so we went to this Ripley's Believe It or Not museum in Vegas? Where were we? Oh, maybe Vegas. Maybe there was... I kind of remember going to one in Canada. Maybe we went to multiple. Oh, that might make sense. Yeah. Maybe Canada. I don't know how it was that you knew this, but you knew... That there was going to be a one-way mirror in there. Oh, maybe, yeah, maybe because I had gone to a different one. And you, yeah, so you told me before we went in, and I was kind of like a little bummed Uh that I didn't get to be tricked. Yeah. But then what they have at the one-way mirrors, they show you like these videos of people doing tricks with their tongues and like folding their tongues and making them three-leaf clovers. And And people that can like raise their like lower lip above their nose Mm -hmm. and like all this crazy stuff. Yeah, 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 yeah. So they're like, try it out yourself, you know? And then it turns out at the end, all this time you've been making faces for... The other people. Yeah, at the end of the museum. You you get to watch people do it. Yeah. But I knew. Yeah. And so I I must have been like 10, I guess, 11 or something. Okay. And I was like, well, now that I know, I'm just going to do a really good job of (laughs) doing these tricks. (laughs) And so I didn't like avoid doing it. I just went and I was like thinking about like how impressed everybody on the other side would be <laughs> that I was doing these tricks. <laughs> yeah, I remember what I did was like, because I think the first time I found out, I was like, oh, we got to go back. And then I like went back to the mirror and was like kind of winking at or like waving. Oh. Like, like, I know. I don't, like, <laughs> I don't know who that's impressing. <laughs> I'm just like, don't, don't think you're laughing at me because I, I know now. <laughs> That's a tough, th- what a tough spot because like the genius to, to recognize what's going on, but then there's very little you can do with that <laughs> right. 
to impress because yeah you can make faces that's what right. everybody was already right. doing right so yeah you have no recourse to impress right. besides just like i don't know just like mouthing out that you know and they're like yeah. Ooh, cool yeah. cool here's a i'm a little curious about this so is the opposite of a one-way mirror a two-way mirror yeah i always forget so, whether it's a one-way mirror which, or a two-way mirror. is the one way i guess the one way wouldn't that be just is that the reflection or is it the two yeah. way? I guess it's one way because it only because ref- you yeah. only, you always see one way through it. You're always seeing the one side of it. I yeah, I'm sick of this stuff. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it makes me wonder what are the what kind of windows do you have here? Don't tell me these three-way are- windows. Ooh la la. Menage extra. <laughs> Menage windows. <laughs> Menage <a> window. <laughs> oh you. Are we ready for the whoop ratings? Oh yes. Yeah. Oh, and we don't have Xena, so <laughs> oh. I don't I don't know where to start. I guess we'll start yeah, with cancel it, I guess. <laughs> start with you. Should we guess what Xena would have Oh yeah. Rated? Let's let's just like have Xena on the show. Oh my god. Let's take <laughs> just, We we just say what Xena would have said. Who does I, who does the best Xena impression? I, I guess I Rachel. No idea. You there was I. I was thinking of Xena because you said uh, viscosity earlier, and I was Ooh. like, oh, Xena would be all over that as the word of the day. <laughs> as the closest channel to Xena, what do you think they would rate this in terms of whoops? So did Xena do out of ten? Like no, a no. Um, oh, they, they used to they go wild. They really. Oh, are they the one that really just ruined my day? Or was that no, no. Rachel? Rachel would go really wild. <laughs> Zena was more like... No, Zena was kind of wild with it, but you were like more wild. Zena would sometimes be like eight whoops because that, and like, that would be a good rating. Just to be quirky? Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know that I, I, I'm what, feeling a lot of pressure. I don't know that rating? I can speak for Xena. What's your rating? And I My feel like rating. it's just going to be, we'll, we'll copy that onto Xena's. Okay. I'm feeling, I'm feeling like I should come back down to earth. Yeah. It's well, you've, now gone oh, on too long. I didn't mean to shame you. You've had this realization several, this is like the third episode in the oh, row that you've okay, realized this. Okay. All right. So I'm going to do it. Okay. Out of 10. Out of 10. Out of 10. Yeah. Uh, okay. So uh, for the original. Yeah. I'm going to give that a 7.75. Mm, getting very, very precise in your whoops now that you're on the 10 scale. So specific. You're what, still having fun with it. What, what were the things that, that gave it the whoops? Definitely the chemistry yeah. between Kurt and Goldie. Yeah. The soundtrack. Oh, right. Yeah, the general just wackiness of the plot yeah is both i think what gives it whoops and takes away whoops right at the same time uh-huh. yeah and all the all those fun side characters that wasn't something i had thought of until mm. until you mentioned it but that yeah. is that it does add a, a certain uh, richness to yeah. the film yes. yeah yeah mm-hmm. and obviously the reboot has no whoops. No whoops. No, no whoops whatsoever. No. I give the new one like three whoops. I thought it had some oh some decent God. jokes. Oh, the new. I wow. got confused. Oh, the new one. Yeah. Yeah, I thought it had some decent jokes overall. Like 
a lot of things, yeah, like kind of gave it negative points. They recycled jokes a lot, a lot. I don't even mean like recycle from the original. They recycled their own jokes. Yeah, original, I'd say like seven whoops. It's not like a while you were sleeping where like the whole movie, I'm just like, oh, this is amazing. Yeah. Um, there, there was moments like the kids bothered me a lot. But yeah, like I did find it incredibly charming. And I, it almost like almost like bumped it up to an eight whoop for me seeing the reboot and like seeing how many things they got right when yeah. The, yeah. the new one screwed it up. Matt, what about you? I think I judge rom-coms like pretty much against other rom-coms. Like, yeah. Because yeah. you really can't. I kind of watch them with the same like whimsy. I watch a, a certain musical or something yeah. like that. It's sort of like in that vein. So I can only really judge against that. And I don't know, like something about the theme. Because I don't, watching as a kid, I don't remember feeling these kinds of feelings. And right. I was just, I was, oh my God, was I just swept away. And yeah. like, the thing is like, if I gave it anything under like, eight or nine it would be a complete lie just based yeah. on like intellectually i would really like to give it slightly less whoops based yeah. on you know the breakdown but yeah just emotionally just how just like swept the dickens away i was yeah mm-hmm. i was like i was like guys i was like wait a minute am i overboard washing up the sea <laughs> the, I'm a, you know it's like with my but like my emotions not literally and no of course uh, yeah of co- i mean i mean figuratively yes yeah literally of course not but um that's also funny i'm gonna give it i'm gonna go eight i gotta yeah, go eight, eight full mm-hmm. whoops. Yeah. what about the new one i probably fall in between you michael and rachel like yeah. right smack dab in between because i definitely yeah the bicycle scene worked for me there was a couple lines i'll be honest <laughs> I let an audible, and I'm really ashamed to say this, but I let a little audible laugh when he goes "Whoopsie Daisy" with the wheelbarrow. <laughs> I did, I did, and I won't let it happen again. That was the exact moment I when you're I like, turned you're it like, off. That's it. All right, so Matt, do you have anything coming up you'd like to talk about? Anything, anything you're excited about for the rest of? It's a slow year coming out of... Yeah, slowly you're coming. You can, yes, if this podcast is too interesting and entertaining for you, (laughs) uh, check out uh, The Dirty Stay Outs on Apple Podcasts. It's uh, um, my podcast with Michelle and Ryan. And uh, I'll have a couple, uh, I'll have a couple shows, summer shows coming by. Yeah, you, so you, they'll be, uh, check me out at Matt Woodland on Facebook. Yeah. Matt Woodland on Instagram. Matt Woodland on Twitter. (laughs) Uh, Matt Woodland on OnlyFans. Just kidding. That's for, that's the funny. Jo- Remember that was a funny joke in like April or something. A guy that's probably not on OnlyFans plugs his OnlyFans. Hello, is this thing on? Yeah. Thank you guys. But uh, yeah, yeah. Just check me out on all social media. I have all the apps deleted on my phone, and I nice. try not to ever go on. So nice. Yeah. Good luck. <laughs> Rachel, do you have anything you want to plug? Yeah. So that brings me to we've got our instagram oh right page Ooh. and i recently deleted my personal instagram oh, because up. it was not good for me yeah it was not healthy yeah and i needed to stop right but i was the one who was controlling the dusty oh. vcr instagram yeah so it's a little scary yeah you gotta go back to, in there to go back in but i think i think i can do it and just not look at it too much yeah okay <laughs> i'm gonna plug wander jest wander jest was my uh hey. yes. my, my uh short-lived comedy uh show finder that i started doing last year and then abruptly stopped in march of 2020 for some reason and uh, i'm gonna bring it back i'm working on, i'm slowly but surely dusting it off and when i get to the point where people can use it again 
But that's all. So thanks everybody for listening. You can find us online at dustyvcr.com or you can follow us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at the dustyvcr. And if you want to help us make our podcast seem more popular, you can rate us on iTunes, which takes two seconds. And you can write us a review. And if you do, maybe we'll read your review on the next show. And uh, I got a review here from Wood is Good. And the, the review is Good Pod. So, uh, that's w- a wonder, who, wonder who that was. What is good? Good what pod. What is good? It is a good pod, ain't it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and uh, that's all. Thanks. Bye. 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 Bye.